Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Yay! What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, passion, music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. What's up, everybody? We got a great show for you today. We were off the air last week, so let's say hi to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. What's up? I'm very busy right now with the I know. dog, so leave me alone. <laughs> Everyone, look at the new baby. He's only five pounds. He's two years old, and we rescued him, and his name is Astro Boy. So now we have Shazam, Brenda Starr, and Astro Boy, all comic book people, except Brenda Starr. We named Brandy because I knew somebody named Brenda, and I didn't like her. So every time I called Brenda, Brenda, Brandy, Brenda, ooh, I got upset. So we changed it to Brandy Star, but this is the new baby. Look at he's so cute. Look at that little he's boy. He's a poodle Look terrier mix. He's a little charmer. He's black and white. He's uh, five pounds. He's super little. Ron's never had a dog that little. And he's gay. <laughs> he's such a fairy little dog. That's why I call it she. But listen out there, everybody. You know, he, he has brought such a joy for one week in my heart and house. Uh, adopt a pet. You know, a cat or a dog, but adopt something. It does such a, a job on your thinking, your psyche, your feelings. You just feel so happy. So uh, adopt. Okay? There you go. Rescue. We have, we have three now. We've rescued. We have three rescues. We've rescued three, and Garrick and Tony rescued three, and Chris Bennett rescued four. So just us alone, we've rescued half of Ten Palm, dogs. Palm Springs, and I think it's wonderful. Otherwise, these little babies get uh 
put to sleep, and that's a sin. So we want to say hi to everybody. Let's 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 check in with our Philadelphia correspondent first. What's up, Scotty J? What's going on, guys? Nice hat. Ah, yes, thank you. You can see me right now, yeah. <laughs> thank God you took those glasses off. Oh, I have to take the glasses you off. You look like crap with them What's on. the weather like in Pennsylvania? You know what? It is gorgeous. It's like 75 degrees and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. It's magical. I love it. Well, it's spring. You know, enjoy it. It doesn't last long. <laughs> then, then we're going to go down to West Palm Beach. Here and- it's about... 80 or five, 90, and it's sunny and clear as blue and hot and gorgeous and dry. We're going to Wellington for our fabulously talented Danielle. Hello, Danielle. How are you? Good. Hello, hello, hello. There you go. She said she's got a, a little bit of a cold today, so you know she didn't know if you would like her voice. <laughs> oh, she has a cold because she must have been in the back seat of a car <laughs> without panties on and she caught no, a draft. No, no, no. <laughs> I wish that was the truth. No, not, not yeah. the truth. Actually, that's an exciting story, though, so you should just go with it. Yeah, yeah, should that's exactly ha- what it should only is. happen to you. You should be in the back seat of a, a car with a gorgeous sky with no panties on, getting a drift. Did you have a ca- is that like a camera on me, Ron? How do you know these things that I do? <laughs> because I have you followed. <gasps> Ooh, scandalous. Yes, it's scandalous. We're, get, we're getting the goods on you, then we're going to blackmail you <laughs> and tell the audience what you do. Oh, I'm okay with this. Panty, pantyless in the backseat of a car. Hey, I'm just living no. my best life. <laughs> then, then we what, got... do, what do you think of our new dog? dog. I, I told Jimmy I'm going to come to Palm Springs and steal your dogs because I love them all. I think they're yeah, all well, uh, Break cute. your legs, you try to do that, bitch. <laughs> You're dead. No, seriously, he's oh, so cute. He's a little puppy puss. He's a lover boy. People that don't adopt pets are stupid. I always wanted, though, like, because I like little dogs, and I've always had really little dogs, and Ron's always had really big dogs. So now I got to pick this one, and so since I got to pick the dog, I picked a really little one, and, and he loved You should see him, like, catering to the little dog. He absolutely loves it. Well, <laughs> what happened was Jimmy, Jimmy paid, you know, you have to give money to the uh, – it was two hundred and fifty dollars donation you give to the uh, to the pound, so they can feed other dogs and care for other dogs. So he cost two hundred and fifty dollars, and Jimmy paid it. And Jimmy said, "This is his dog, his dog." Well, <laughs> the dog, dog likes Ron. Has never me. left. <laughs> he's never left my side. He's with me no matter where I go. I think we just lost the picture. No, that's okay. He's not supposed to be on picture. Oh, you're not anyway. supposed to be on our picture anyway. I vanished. Yes. Yeah, I, I took off. Oh, okay. that's how, that's me. I've always had big dogs. Like the two dogs that I've had, they were both pit bulls. And when I walk my dogs, you should see these people like freak out. Like my dog's going to run away from me and eat them. I'm like, no, I have my dogs trained properly. They do not leave my side. Well, the other day, this little baby, the five-pounder, got out the front door, and she ran across the front lawn, across the street, and there was an old lady there screaming on the top of her lungs, gyrating, almost (laughs) falling down and killing herself, screaming, oh, oh, dogs, dogs, I'm afraid of dogs, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she had an alarm on her keychain. And then she had an alarm on her keychain that she pulled it out, which is supposed to make dogs run away. I said, lady, relax, it's five pounds. (laughs) A mosquito bites, you know, bigger. Anyway, she was stupid, carrying on like a banshee. So I told Jimmy she's ready for a nursing home. Nobody get, no, nobody gives her any attention, I'm sure. And this is how she gets attention, by screaming about dogs. I mean, this dog is so tiny, it's not even He's five pounds. And everybody in this neighborhood has dogs, and they walk the dog. So there's 
50,000 dogs walking around here all day. And this old bitch is carrying on and screaming like she was being raped just oh for goodness. attention. Put her in a home, I said. She's ready. With her keychain that she pulled it out, it went wee. It went wee, wee, wee. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. Now I didn't even hear it. I was so busy getting my little baby back, getting the dog. So we got a chat room. People are starting to join us. What's up, Backpack John is in the chat room. How you doing, Backpack John? B Claudia, who says the dog is beautiful from Germany. Hey B, how you doing? How are you feeling with your cold, honey? Is the flu gone yet? Yeah, I hope it's feeling better. I hope you're feeling better, B. I'm glad you like the dog. We love the dog. Eileen sent me a text message. She can't get in the chat room. She's trying to get on her iPad. She can't get by. And um, See, it's easy for people to get in Eileen, but it's not easy for Eileen to get in our show. Um, um, that was a joke. Ha, ha, ha. No, no. Take those glasses off. You look ridiculous. I can't help. I always have glasses on. For, not the whole those time you've ugly not glasses. You've I've got worn these same glasses every time. It's like old man glasses. You look like you're ready for Eileen, nursing Eileen home. says to say hello to everybody. She can't get in the chat room. What's up, Eileen? We're going to see Eileen. She's coming out this weekend. We're going to see the Think Experience Beyond the Wall, the Pink Floyd Experience with Scott Page, who's going to be our guest in a minute. And... Um, and I'm um, happy it's a late And Meg Ruddick also texted me saying she's having trouble getting in the chat room, but she loves us. So, hey, Meg, how you doing? And Scott Meanwhile, Page sent me a text message that he's standing by waiting for the Skype invite, but we already have him, so we shouldn't have to invite him. Um, but we'll be calling him in a minute. And the uh, event we're going to, I'm so happy, is a lay-down event. I'll be laying in a lounge, some kind of weird chair, looking up at the sky, so I'll be resting. That's for me. There's a fly in here. Yeah, just landed on my hand. I despise <laughs> flies. I hate flies. Does everybody out there hate flies? Oh, I hate I hate it. I hate them, too. Look at the, I got to get my can of Raid and kill this fly. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know yes. why they're having a hard time getting into the chat room, because I'm on my phone now, and I just typed in W4CY, and it pops up, and I can... I can... Get in. Get in. Hold on. I don't know. Well, Eileen is as well, fabulous as she is. She's not the most computer literate. I'm the, I just said hey in the chat room. So maybe. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah. You guys aren't doing something right. And if you go into W4CY.com and hit the Talk 4 TV, you can see us live. And um, Dee just jumped into the chat room and sent us a thing. So she saw us. Via and, phone. Uh, so maybe at the bottom, there, there might be an option where you have to use the desktop version. And if you use the desktop version, you should be able to get it. Yeah, I'm on a desktop version. I got it in really easy. Yeah. Uh, so if you're on your iPad or your phone, it might be harder. But she just did it. Don't do that. She just got in from her phone. Um, so it can be done, you guys. Just like go to W4CY.com and log in. Don't, don't do that. Please don't do that. Jimmy, I kind of like, like your I like your glasses. I need glasses. I'm going this weekend, and I'm looking at other people's frames, and I like your frames. Yeah, my frames are fun. Everybody you loves would, them. You, I get compliments you, everywhere you I go. She's kissing your ass. She's no, a traitor. Dave Hughes is the so ugly and cheap looking. <laughs> they're not, though. and they're filthy. How can you see through them? They're all greasy. Fine. Well, I can't help that. Everything got cum I, all over them. Everything <laughs> is all over. Them. It's disgusting. <laughs> Stop it. Disgusting, filthy, dirty, greasy, <sighs> ugly glasses. No, oh, they also no. said you guys, if you download the app, Dave Hughes just joined us in the chat room. Dave Hughes is Stars Now UK on Twitter. What's up, Dave? How you doing? So, you guys, we're going to be calling Scott Page in a few minutes. You guys had him. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's the saxophonist and guitarist for Pink Floyd, Toto, and Supertramp. And he's got this big concert experience that we're going to this weekend. We can't wait. Eileen's flying into town with Billy Hess. And uh, you guys know Billy Hess. We've had him on the show, and he's a, an expert, like, celebrity photographer. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, 
They said download the app. You can go to the iTunes store, you guys, and download the W4CY app. Uh, I don't know if you... Hey, D, if you have the app, can you see the video? I have no idea, to be quite honest. I'll download the app, and I'll let you know. Hold on. Okay, so we'll this see. This is so boring. Must we do this all the week? What? With this bullshit, this computer lessons? It's That's boring. Okay. That's okay. People want to see you. For what you should for? be happy. They've seen me once. It's enough. No, they love seeing you, Ron. Yeah, right. They all love seeing they you. They love seeing me, right. Also, we want to give a shout-out. I think Lady Lake is listening. So what's up, Lady Lake Music? Uh, is tuned in, and um, we're going to call Scott Page in a stinks, few minutes. That raid, but I got the fly. It was on my leg, and I sprayed my naked leg. I hate I'm, that. I'm wearing shorts, and I killed that. I think I killed that fly. Better kill that fly. I hate flies. I mean, it's annoying because it lands on you, and they have no class. I mean, they go right in your eye and your eardrum because they like eye juice and earwax and nose snot. Yes. So any opening you have, if you bend over, whatever, the flies will go up there, too. It doesn't look like you can watch live on the app. Okay. Eileen says it's not her. It's her. I mean, it's not It's not the website. It's her. She just doesn't know how to do it. But somebody else just oh, got in. She's oh, wait. Now she's in. Eileen's in it. Got it. Oh, Yay. Sure, thank you. I'm sure whoever's in Eileen is in with her. <laughs> That's why she didn't come on. She had somebody in probably her 30 Eileen, Eileen, Eileen. We can't wait to see you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Eileen... That Sam, what's his name? What was his Sam's name? Stevens. Sta Sam Stevens turned out to be a real piece of shit, huh? <laughs> I mean, you liked him so much. You thought he was so fabulous. He was so wonderful. He is the evilest, ugliest, wart-faced, wrinkled, earthquake, moon-skin, ugly queen I have ever met. And he's a queen. He's in drag. He's ugly. He's a fag. She wrote a dick. So, <laughs> and when he said he couldn't get it up because he's impotent, that's not true. He doesn't get it up for women. But if he had a hot guy there, Maron, you wouldn't believe what that guy can do. So anyway, Ron, he wrote, he wrote a very really nasty feel. thing on Jimmy's page. And Jimmy never did a thing to him. We were all, Jimmy gave him so much. She says, know, keep going. <laughs> well, I warned you. I warned you a year ago. A year ago, I said he's full of shit. He's a user. He's conning you. He's coming on strong to get anything he could out of you for free. And then you said, well, we'll see. Well, now you saw. But he's bombing everybody around. The fuck won't come near Everybody's me. Everybody's blocked Oh, him. but not me, because I'll crucify him. If he ever, ever came onto my page and said something nasty, he would regret it. She's, she says wrinkly as a sharp <laughs> No, and he wears so much makeup. He puts two pounds of face makeup on to cover the moon craters. I mean, really, he's a mess. And he's stupid, and he's an ignorant jerk to have made enemies out of you, Billy Hess. Everybody, Jimmy, myself, so many people he's blocked. Jason Finney. J Jason Finney. <laughs> we love Jason. He's turned out to be a real... Oh, Dave, we're talking about Sam Stevens. You might remember him. He's been on the show a bunch of times. Well, never again, <laughs> never again. And that was out of comp. That was just for Irene's, Eileen's sake. I didn't want that moron on because I never liked him. I was the first one he blocked because I got his number and I let it be known. And he got furious <laughs> that I warned Eileen that he was a hustler. You know, hustlers get old. They don't stay young forever. What do you think? They retire? Hustler? Young guys at 17, 18 take you for what they can. And when they're 50 and 60 and 70, like Sam, who's about 73, you know, he, <laughs> he uh, well, that's why she wears so much makeup. She figures she fills in the old lady lines. I love it. All right. So here's what we're going to do, everybody. We're going to call our guest. Um, Scott, is he online? Uh, we're gonna call him. Yeah, he'll uh, be he'll be there. He'll be there. 
He says he's waiting for us anyway, so let's play a song. So here's what we're going to do, you guys. We're going to play uh, the brand new video from Sheree, Sheree Oakley. Sherry Oakley. Sheree, Sheree Oakley. <laughs> what country What country are you from? Um, and, and so we're going to play it. This is her brand new single. It's called Work It um, by Sheree Oakley. You guys got that? Yep. yep. All right, so when I say go, we'll play it. How's that? To go. All right, everybody, this is Sheree Oakley. The name of the single is Work It. Go! Hey! I like that. Working overtime, all you ladies working all night, barely getting by, hanging on for dear life, holding up your heads even when the day is through. Go and get them girls doing what you Everybody, that was Sheree Oakley. Work it. We're back, right? Right, uh, Danielle? 
We're live. We're live right now. I thought we what, were all why right. Why are you doing a guitar? You wanted to do a saxophone. That's a saxophone. Oh, <laughs> okay, now we're going to... There you go. Good. I, I, thought, I thought it was a guitar. I was going to smack you around the fucking room. Oh, my God. My thing just fell down. I can't believe it. Sorry. Your thing. Uh-oh. My thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> Mine falls though. down all the time. How, how, lucky, <laughs> how lucky if your thing hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the angry syndrome. Yes. Where are you then? It's such a green window. Look at that window full of That's greenery. my backyard. Nice, huh? Yeah, it looks beautiful. My house. Beautiful. Your house is where? In California, right? Yeah, no. in California. In Glendale, up in the woodlands, you know? Oh, I love it up there. Glendale. I remember Glendale years ago. Was all the very, very rich wasps were up there. You had to be English or Irish to live up there. Anything else got killed. <laughs> they kicked them down the mountainside. They used to run oh, them down. They'd back Jeeps into them and knock them down. I love it. So hold on. Let's make introductions. Why? Who are not on the air? Yeah, we are. Oh, we are on the air? Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? I was going to whip out my dick and wave it at you. So, so I'm glad they just told me that we're on the air. Not All right. That again. That's, like, that's getting old. Yeah, that's getting. Well, because yours fell to the floor, I wanted to show you mine could too. I love it. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented Scott Page. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello, my friend. Can you see me? Yes, we yes, can see we you. See you. We okay, see you. We see you. And you already know, know all of my, us. My Skype changed its position, but I see you guys, but I can't see me no more. But that's, that's okay. okay. That's okay. You know what you look like. Yeah, you know what yeah, you look me, like. Meanwhile, I have to tell everybody out there, I never picked up that Scott was married. So uh, I said to Eileen, boy, he's good for you. Nice catch. And Eileen said, oh, he's really cute. I like him a lot. I said, well, give him, you know, show him a little cleavage, you know, make a pass. You never know. The guy might date you. You might even marry him. How would you like oh that? Oh, my God. Eileen's Instead of that stupid you. adamant that's nothing, you could be married <laughs> to Pink Floyd, you know, saxophonist. So Eileen, Eileen said, do you think he likes me? I said, he loves you. It's all he talks about. I know that. She's in the so chat I, room now. So now I spoke to Scott last week. I said, by the way, are you married? He said, yeah. I said, happily? He said, yeah. I said, oh, shit. I called <laughs> Eileen. I called Eileen immediately. I said, Eileen, forget it. Pass. Go to the next one. This one's married. <laughs> you got to love it, but you got to say hi to Eileen. Yes. And hi, send Eileen. Her a big... I love you, Eileen. You're the best. You and send her, best. Big, send her a big kiss to, see, to, to heal her broken heart. There she's, you go. She's broken hearted. And then we have a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Yo, chat room, folks. Yo. And we have to always make a special shout out to B. Claudia from Germany. Yes. So say hi to B. And tell her to hi, feel B. better. Yo, she's B. got a bad There flu. you go. And she, yeah, she hasn't she, been feeling Do you think well. I have bugs? No. My head is so itchy. I don't know. What's good to you? I don't know why. I have to cut my hair. My hair like started a. started itching. I've already started itching. What do you What do you got? No, my, <laughs> you know I drive. You got it from no, no, no. <laughs> I have a lot of hair, as you know, and I drive a convertible. Right, at the right. end of the At the end of the drive, when I come home, I pick lizards out, alligators, snakes, bugs, <laughs> ants, uh, Donald Trump. Everybody's in my hair. But anyway, uh -huh. I got bugs. I think. So we also have to say hi to our team. So say hi to uh, Scott from Rock Titan TV. He's Love in Philadelphia. Yeah, Scott. Long time to talk. I did his show just recently, and I loved it, man. Great interviewer. Scott, you're the man. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. We've yeah, got Danielle. We've got Danielle. I'm chopped liver. Wait, wait, wait. No, fuck him. I'm chopped liver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chopped liver. 
Wait till I get you this weekend. You ain't going to have a dick. I'm going to grab you by it and spin you around till it stretches at least to be three inches. <laughs> then we've got then we've got Danielle in Florida. So say hi to Danielle. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Good. How Good. are you? Welcome back. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's always an honor being here. Yeah, uh, I love the art in the background. She's still looking for her panties. Is that like the... Pepe Le Pew? Who is that? I know. Oh, uh, let me see who's behind me there. I think that's, oh, that's Virgil Reality. I um, I had a game company back in the days, in the 90s, and we did a whole bunch of CD-ROMs, and this was a title called The Universe According to Virgil, and that uh, was a whole educational title, and uh, the voice of Roger Rabbit, Charles Fleischer, was the guy that did all the voicing and stuff, so that... Uh-huh. Uh, Virgil is my son. He's my little son. I love it. Uh, we know Charles. We uh, actually, he's been on the show, and I have a video series. I have a video series back when I was a clothing designer called Jimmy Stars the Shit, and he's one of the people who's wearing you my are clothes, the shit. saying oh, yeah. Jimmy Stars the Shit. He's a he really is, funny Jimmy, guy. Jimmy's oh, a he's big turd. He's probably one of the smartest guys you'll ever know, too. It was interesting because you know he's like a scientist inventor. He's like a brainiac, and it was so interesting when we were doing this title, I'd have two educational people in there to make sure we're verifying all the education that we're teaching that Charles is doing, and he would constantly go, no, 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 that's not right to the educators, and he would be right every time. The guys yeah. Now listen. He, so he's like you. That's why you guys get along. You want to can it for a minute? No. I, I got to get this guy. Okay. What do you got to get him for? I want to know about that piece of shit we're going to this weekend that, that he did. <laughs> what is it? Rock and roll guitars on the ceiling with no, lights. No, we're going to talk about that. People jumping all over and molesting me and pedophiles <laughs> and homosexuals and black people and Mexican people. All these people. I can't be there. I'm too pure, perfect, and wonderful. Yeah, right. Meanwhile, tell us about your shitty event that you put together. That's oh, gonna thank get you for, a thank lousy reason. Oh, a lousy review for me because Scott is the best interviewer ever. Excuse me. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. And fuck you, Four Eyes, you and your saxophone. That's it, folks. Oh, there you go. Now, blo- now blow it out your ass. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work. No. <laughs> me, meanwhile, I I can't wait to see you again, because I really think you're great. I think you're one of my you. my yeah. my, yeah, I'm glad you my, my happiest out. people. Yeah, yeah, we're driving out. Yeah, I I'm need glad to you rest. guys are coming out to the show. It's I think you'll be very uh, surprised. It's a really interesting uh, event because you know what Think Experience, my company Think Experience, we're doing our first experience, and it's called Think Floyd Experience, and we're doing uh, a Pink Floyd show with an all-star band in a 360-degree immersive visual dome. And when you're in this dome, it's like a shared virtual reality experience. So all these people are in this thing. You're completely surrounded by these these images. And you're kind of flying through tunnels and all kinds of wild stuff. It's a crazy show. Got a killer band. It's Steve Perkins from Jane's Addiction and Norwood Fisher from Fishbone and Kenny Olson from Kid Rock's band and Roberta uh, Friedman also from uh, Pink Floyd and myself and a whole bunch of other folks. And uh, I think you're going to dig it. It's without a doubt, the most unique concert experience you'll ever have. I guarantee it. Well, I hope so, because, you know, I had a stent put in last week. That's why we ran a rerun. You know, they found a blockage in the bottom of my heart, 90%. So wow. they op- yeah, they opened it, and I have to rest. So I'm glad that your event is going to put me to sleep when I lay in the chair. <laughs> because I, need, I need to rest a lot. So I'll be well, in the car resting, and then we'll get out, and I'll walk a little bit, and I'll rest at your thing. I'll take a long nap at your show. And then when I wake up, I'll get back in the car and drive back home. Well, what's kind of nice? What's kind of nice about that is not only do you get to experience the inside of the dome, we also have headphones that everybody can wear, 
And uh, you can go walk to your car and still listen to the show while you're doing that. So I think oh, good. I love it. Do we have pillows for our heads to lay? <laughs> no problem, buddy. I'll take care of it. I'll make sure I'll bring 20, plenty of pillows. We you should know, tell everybody. Well, I'm so excited about next week, and I can't this tell weekend. you. This weekend. This weekend. I've been waiting a long time for this, and I'm going to love it. Uh, even though I hate Pink Floyd's music, I think they stink. Oh, yeah, but, right. you know, I would have preferred Johnny Mantis, Doris Day, and Peggy Lee. But since they're all, you know, half a dead and the other one's flying somewhere. I'll have to settle for Pink Floyd. Now play that go. play that saxophone. No, 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 wait a second. No, he promised. I know, me. He's gonna play, but you're going way too far. First of all, let's tell everybody. All right, you guys. So, uh, Think Experience is p- taking place in the Wisdom in L.A. If you That's can't right. get tickets for April 26th and 27th, they're also doing it on May 17th and 18th and June yeah. 7th, June 7th and 8th. And yeah. Think Experience, so everybody gets a good definition of it, is a live, immersive media company that strives to bridge the gap between the human spirit and technological yeah. innovation with one-of-a-kind live, immersive concert experiences, of which the first show is Beyond the Wall doing Pink Floyd, which is going to be so exciting. Yes. Thank you. I love it. Good job. I, Thank you. And I, and I really do love Pink Floyd. Not you, but Pink Floyd. I do. <laughs> no, sir, no, all kidding aside now, folks. Uh, how much is the tickets? Let's get this thing sold out. Is it sold it's out? It's sold yet? out already, I bet. Right. Well, I, you know, good question. I haven't checked tickets today. We have sold out all of our shows, so I'm hoping this one will be sold out. We'll see. I heard, though, that they didn't start ticket sales until Friday this last week. So it's going to be a run this time. Well, hopefully we'll get there. Yep. Well, I, yep. I, I put the word out that I was there, and I heard it got sold out yeah. right after I did that. I said, Ron Russell Thank will you. be attending, and I will be giving autographs for 150 bucks. So, <laughs> anyway, no, seriously, uh, I cannot wait. So, Eileen? We're going to have it, because Billy's coming in, Eileen's coming in. And no, no. And, and, and no, no is renting an airplane, because he flies with my Alga. So, we've got a really fucking crazy crowd down there. We're going to have fun. So Eileen texted me. Eileen texted me, Scott, you're the best. I'm leaving the show. I'm leaving the show now to kill myself. Seriously. And I'm going to pull that stent out with my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) You got to like love it. So last time you were on, there's all kinds of stuff that we didn't get to talk about, which I think is a lot of fun. I actually went on your Wikipedia to see all your like different stuff. So first of all, you come from like music royalty. You're not just like a kid who grew up as a musician. You're you're the son of Bill Page. I don't know what a reed player is. That's like a clarinet or something. What's yeah, a reed? Played, my dad played. Uh, he actually played uh, fourteen woodwinds. So he played all the saxophones, flute, clarinet, bassoon, English horn. He was uh, considered a doubler. And I grew up uh, kind of like fame, claim to fame when I was a kid. My dad was on a very early television show called The Lawrence Welk Show. Yeah, oh, dear so I, God. He, you're kidding. No, he was on that show for 14 years, so I grew up on that show, um, and uh, so I've been around the the music business for quite a while. And actually, my claim to fame is I'm the only person on the entire planet of six billion or whatever people there's that has played on Lawrence Welk and in Pink Floyd at the same time. My mother okay. loved Lawrence Welk, and we used to goof. We used to goof on her and all I, the time. And it says too, though, that she loved that show. That's your earliest television performance on ABC. You played the trumpet on the Lawrence Welk show for the Christmas yep. special, uh, Christmas Eve in 1960. And so, like, you were young, and you were on Lawrence Welk. Was were you like nervous and stuff? Because that was like a big deal. Lawrence Welk was like a big. I mean, I didn't like that show because that's not my thing. But like back then, that was a big deal. Oh yeah, remember there was only like what five or six television channels. This was the only variety show that was really on at that time that I can think of. There might have been a, maybe another one. It was a big deal, you know, those days for TV. 
Um, yeah, so, you know, that was very interesting kind of growing up, living, you know, going to the sets, being on television in the early days. So, yeah, those were great fun times. And I, you know, I got to say, I actually got, gave me the entertainment fever for sure. But, you know, I was a little nervous when I was a kid, but not too bad. Well, it also says then your father also performed with Judy Garland, Frank yep. Gorshin. I don't know who that is. Frank Gorshin was the uh, guy in Riddler. Batman. The, the, Riddler. the Riddler. Oh, okay. Batman, right? Ted Mack. I don't know who that is. Amateur hour. hour. This all shit for my Barry Manilow and on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Yeah. Yeah, my dad did a lot. My dad was actually also kind of like me. He was a serial entrepreneur. And when I was growing up, we had everything from boat businesses to candy business to donut business to read businesses to lighting businesses. So we kind of grew up in that whole thing. And one of the things that he did is he started amplified instruments. He basically took a hearing aid and used it like a microphone and plugged it into his clarinet and started that whole phenomena, went over to uh, the to Vox, which was a company that built amplifiers, you know, Jimi Hendrix and the Monkees and the Beatles, they all use Vox amplifiers, sold them on the idea. And my dad was, uh, uh, they started the Vox Sound Lab, which later became Sound City. I don't know if you know that famous studio where all those records were coming out of. But my dad... I, was, I, I do. He doesn't. I do. Yeah. So my dad uh, was one of the things. He was one of the inventors of the wah-wah pedal, which is one of the famous classic music pedals of all time for guitar. Uh, and, so and you know... That whole, you know, technology and uh, innovation and, you know, business all my life through my father. Did, did you know what we did with the wah-wah pedal? We all... We all owned one. When we were female impersonating and we wanted a more of a woman's voice, we had the foot pedal in front of our mic, in front of our, yeah, our stand mic, and we'd hit it once or twice, and it would absolutely raise the octave level of your voice to a female's level, and it became a, a, a gender bender later huh. on in years. But the oh, original... No. But the original, <laughs> no, but see where it went. The original, I had a guitar pedal, and it would give you sort of a nice, you know, pretty... Smooth sounding voice. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So then. So wait a minute. I'm not finished with you. So you're rich. Oh, I'm rich. Your father must have left you a. I'm rich in life. Your father had to have left you a bundle if he invented all that stuff. (laughs) Well, no. Remember, my dad was a serial entrepreneur. He invested in so many businesses. (laughs) So we. So there was times we had. So he won. We did the yes. ride up and down, up and down. I know, know. king, we king know for king for a day. I yeah. lived it. I lived in a family like that too. Yeah. So, so King also, I also though, because on your Wiki, your Wikipedia, you have like one of the best Wikipedia pages. Because I look at Wikipedia wow. all the time. You have a really good Wikipedia page. Eileen can't wait to see his Wikipedia. <laughs> Page. So also, it says as a young adult, you were cast in the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew mysteries. You were like, you were in an episode of like Nancy Drew or something as a person in a band, um, which I guess you didn't get the acting bug. But then it says you were in Danny Rumelotti's band on uh, Young and the Restless. And yeah, Michael, I was on the Young and the Restless for about a year and a half. Uh, I, Michael Damien, who played Danny Romelotti on that show, if you remember Michael, an actor. He's a good uh, yeah, friend. He's of a ours. great friend of ours. We cover all his red carpets for his films. We're He's been very, on the show a bunch of times. We're very close to Michael and his wife and his uh, sis- and his sister-in-law, the whole family, and his mother, his mother-in-law Coco. My God, she's gorgeous. Oh, we know the whole crew. We see oh, Michael. 
Whenever Great Michael's guy. in town, we see him. That's Michael's why I brought it up, fabulous. though. It's like our six degrees of separation with you, mm-hmm. that you were on Young and the Restless, and, and Michael Damien you know, has been on the show, I don't know, five times. And He's a good, and, good, uh, really a good friend. As a matter of fact, yeah. he came back for, on Young and the Restless, he came back for an episode where they did a funeral for somebody who died, and CBS actually contacted us and asked us to bring him back on. Uh, oh, the wow. show to promote the episode. To push the episode. So he's a cool, cool guy. We like him Very a lot. Cool. Since you were, and you were in his band, his fake band, which is cool because he's a real singer and you're a real musician. Rock yeah, on, you know, it was interesting. Rock like, on. Uh, you know, we had to play live, so we actually got to play live on that show, which was great. So it wasn't just like lip syncing. So I love that part about it. Oh, I love that too. So you so, were on there so, for like a year and a half? About a year so and a half. That, the whole story revolved around Michael and his band. I was part of his band. And so, you know, I did a a little bit of acting through that and then played this, you know, every show we would do a song and stuff like that. So it was interesting. It was actually one of my favorite gigs because it was one of those things that we'd come in on a Friday and we'd do like three or four shows all in one day. And then I'd be off the rest of the month, make a nice check and everything was good. So I love that show. Now, now we have enough <laughs> career stuff. Let's hear. How'd you meet your wife? <clears throat> uh, I was playing in a club uh, called the red onion in, um, and where was that? That was like in, uh, no, oh boy, I there can't were, remember. There were a I'll, few I'll of them. Back in the San Fernando Valley. And I met her there and I was going on the road with um, Seals and Croft. And uh, we hit it off that day. Oh my we, God, I love Seals and Croft. And then I went out on the road. And then after a while, I invited her to come visit me on the road. She did. And the next thing you know, we're, we're together for a long time. Good. So you got, I, you got married or you're living in sin? We've lived in sin. <laughs> but are you married now? Lived in sin. Oh, you're still not yes. married. Oh, yes. Yes, I am. And how many children do you have? Zero. Dogs. We've had dogs. I was on the road too many years. Wait, I thought kids. you said you had a son. No, no sons. No. Didn't he say something about a son before? Oh, no, no. that was Virgil, my buddy up there, my, my character that I developed. Oh, oh, the character. Oh, okay. Wait, what kind of dogs do you have? Right now I have a, I mean, I've had varieties of dogs. I had lots of Rottweilers through the years. But right now we have a, uh, it's a, uh, what do you call it? It's a, uh, a water doodle. It's a Portuguese water dog and a poodle mix. Oh, my God, I love it. I love now, poodles. Did you, did, you, did you rescue it? Uh, yes, we did. Good for you. I love you more. Come here, boy. We're going to see our new baby, the five. We have three rescues, but we just rescued one of them look a week this, ago. Look, come on, up, up, wow. come up, up. This, this is Astro Boy. This is Astro Boy. Five, five pounds. He's a poodle terrier mix. Wow. He's black and white. He's two years old, and he's full grown at five pounds. Wow. That's and a he, pet. And, and he thinks he's a ballet dancer, so I think he's a little fairy. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why not? I, would like I like a, love a it. gay dog. He's a, oh, little sis- so he's, he's a little sissified, and sometimes we call him her, and she loves it. Like if I say... <laughs> Come over here, boy. He mopes. If Billy Hess is in the chat come, room. Come over here, little girl. He wiggles and he dances. So. Billy Hess is in the chat room. He Billy goes, Hess, you He little... says, oh, you have a gay dog. <laughs> well, why not? You have a gay husband. <laughs> so then I was like, Billy, go- Billy, Billy. I was Googling stuff about you and you were known for your mullet. Oh, my God. Yes, I had one of the early mullets. I was When I was playing with Diana Ross, I realized I had short hair yeah. at that time. And I watched her. And I noticed how her hair would glow and then she'd fling it around and all that. I said, you know, I need to grow my hair, but I didn't want long hair. So I ended up growing the long hair in the back and the short in the front. Didn't realize it was a mullet in those days because I was actually one of the early, early, early people to do that. But yes, unbelievably, I had this crazy mullet. And I look back now and I go, oh, those wacky kids, what were they thinking, right? 
But yes, I have one. But yours was really long too, though. It went like oh, halfway yeah. down I mean, your it was back. Always down to my waist. Yeah. To, my waist to, me, to yeah. me, it looked like your hair slid back. You had your scalp <laughs> slid back. My scalp slid back. Yeah. Diana Ross. Now I've heard some terrible tales about her. Uh, that she's not really uh, very pleasant to be with, or cooperative, or uh, she's testy, bitchy, and nasty. Is that true? Well, you know, what's interesting is I got along really well with Diana. But, you know, it was interesting when I first got the gig, you know, they, I flew to New York and uh, went to the rehearsal and they came up and they gave me the rules. And they're like, OK, you got to call her Miss Ross and all Fuck these things. Her. And Fuck I, her. Said, I said, no way. So when she came in, I'd always say, hi, Diana. And, you know, I was upbeat about it. And then each night I would get to go out and play a solo where she'd put the microphone down in the bell of my horn and I'd, I'd solo. And we became kind of friends because I didn't kind of play that game. And she used to invite me up to her room to show me uh, some new tracks and things. So I never, I heard that, you know, again, I worked with her. I was on the road, knew that she, they, I've heard those same stories. But for me, she was fantastic. And I actually, she was one, of, I learned more from her. She's one of the most, most influential people that had taught me more than anybody mainly because I was so, uh, I really kind of analyzed what she would do. So in other words, I would go out when I first got there to see this, to, to, to New York, went to rehearsal. When she walked in the room, I noticed I just couldn't take my eyes off her. She had such magnetism about her presence and stuff. And it just fascinated me why. Yeah, it was called was, arrogance, arrogance, well, total whatever arrogance. Was, whatever it was, <clears throat> she demanded attention at a level that was very yeah. interesting to me. And mm -hmm. um, I know when we go out on the bandstand, we play the first night, I couldn't take my eyes off. I was making so many mistakes because I was trying to read the music and watch her at the same time. So I went back and I ended up um, learning the music the next couple of days because I was just so fascinated in learning. And I started kind of observing the patterns that she would do each night. She'd get 16,000 people up on the stage every freaking night standing up. And she had all these techniques that she used. So I learned a lot of her techniques, the kind of the way she stood, the way she would like find somebody in the front row and she would really make them see that she saw them and communicated, connected. Then she'd find somebody over here and then she'd see somebody in the back of the stadium holding up a sign and she would, she would make, recognize them. And she would just go through the audience and recognize kind of all these different people and people would feed off that. So I learned a lot of tricks basically. And yet she won. From her. And yet she, with all this wonderful communication with the common people that paid tickets to see her, she asks to be called Miss Ross. Well, that's, I don't know if it was her that said that more. No, it is it her. Was. It is her because a very good friend of ours who's black singer, fabulously famous, said there's nothing wrong with Diana. She's totally white. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I, that's all I can say is I love Diana. I got along really well with her. Well, you're one we of the few. Nice okay. You're one of the few. Either way, hey, people love her or people hate her. There uh, you go. Hey, that was good. He said all the checks were good. Yeah. Well, that's all. That's what counts. That's what counts. Yeah. So yeah. I also I also read on your Wikipedia that you recorded with David Cassidy. I love oh, David Cassidy. I like oh, yeah, David. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I worked with David Cassidy and his brother Sean and stuff back in the day. Yeah, when he was doing, Sean was doing Hardy Boys. That's how I met him was through that show. But yeah, I know Sean did, and did, knew his wife and stuff. You know what I did with Sean? Wow. I did him. I did his kitchen ceiling because I had a design firm on Robertson Boulevard at the time. And wow. 
we did all cottage cheese cottage cheese plaster on the ceiling with Ooh. straw to make it very country. And that's the first time I met his mother and his huh. brother. And we were all in the kitchen. And I got to tell you what a, a nice gang of people they are. Nice people. Very, very nice. People. Very all regular. Of all yep. of them. I, I forgot the ones I met. I don't even know their names. Uh, the, the, the young boy is the one we did his ceiling. Not David. It was the Sean. younger one. Who? Sean. Sean. There's David Sean. And Sean yeah. That's what it was. Yep. And his mother, Shirley, came by to see right. it. And she loved it. And I didn't do it physically, but we had the men do it because I designed the entire ceiling. Actually, Lovely David Cassidy, people. too. David Cassidy's daughter is a huge star now. She's on Arrow, the TV huh. show Arrow. She plays a superhero. I love it. It's a great no show. Idea. I had no idea. <laughs> I love it. All right. What are you going to play for me, wise guy? You ready? Well, tell name me that, what you're Name playing. this tune. Name okay. this tune. <laughs> You know what song that is? Oh. What's the matter with this? Ray Charles, I Can't Stop Loving You. I knew I, oh, I, I knew the song. I, I recognized it, but I didn't know what the song was. That's after my time. I thought you were going to play something smoky <laughs> and, and, and sexy and soft and very Ray Charles. Very, very 1940s. <laughs> Remember that one? I don't Remember know the name, but I, I know. Nice. Remember that song? Come on. Oh, I do. I, yeah. I, I got all of them. I was humming to all of them. The so Harlem Nocturne. The other one I forgot. Harlem Nocturne. Good job. And the other one, I forgot the title, but I know the I know the music. I hummed it with you. Um, Do you know where Harlem Nocturne came from? What that was from? No. The theme of Mike Hammer. Oh, oh, you're right. You're, yes, you're right. Mike Hammer so, with with what's his name? The, the the actor that looked like Cary Grant. Right. Um, hey, first of all, Megan. everybody, that was Scott Page live saxophone. How fucking cool is that? <laughs> did, did you know when I? spoke with Johnny Mantis, I said to him, you know, Johnny, I love your album, Open Fire with Two Guitars. I said, in the first song that you play, uh, Standing By an Open Fire, Watching Flames As They Grow Higher, he said, you know who wrote that? And I said, no. I forgot their names, but one of the hardest rock groups in the world wrote that song, and Johnny took it. I said, That's got, you've got to be kidding. He said, no. He said, rock stars know everything. They know the, the inside of the music as well as the outside of the music. Right. And yeah. that song was written, I forgot, I wish I could Do remember. Do you know any Johnny Mathis me. songs? Oh, not off the top of my head. I don't, you know, he did, did a lot of standards. I don't did know you any ever, Did you ever have the pleasure to meet this man? I've never met Johnny Mathis, no. He's the I opposite. I love the tone of his voice, though. He, he such is a unique sound. He is the opposite of Diana Ross. He is the most down-to-earth, the kindest, the most gentle, the most beautiful soul human being. I love and adore the man. His music, and I, when I first met him, the first time I couldn't even speak, I only held him and hugged him. 
And wow. he felt me he felt me vibrating and I said, I can't help it, but I've loved you since I'm 16 years old. And he started to get teary-eyed and he hugged me. We had a very oh. beautiful moment and we became friendly from that time on. Oh. I, I see him whenever I can and uh, we have a lot of fun together. He's very shy, very quiet, very private, uh, although we discuss lots of his personal. I went food shopping with him in Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood. And so, yeah, in Boys Town. And I said to him, nobody recognizes you in the store. He said, no. We got to the checkout. I said to the boy, do you know who this is? He said, no. I said, this is Johnny Mantis. He said, oh, hello, Johnny Mantis. He had no idea. <laughs> I said, this, this man is a superstar. And Johnny laughed. He said, they don't know me. He said, people your age know me, but the kids right. don't. So what's the biggest group? Wait, I'm not finished. Oh. Don't cut me. Now, what about you? Do you get recognized and do people know who you are? Um, you know, some. You know, I definitely get a few of those. It's not like a lot. You know, that's one thing about Floyd is not real. You know, people don't really look at, know the people that well, right? It was never on the album for the most part. It was, you know, some other type of images and things. But yeah, definitely still, you know, I get some. Okay, let me, let me correct you on that. My sister-in-law knows exactly who you are. When I told her at first when we met you, she knew, well, she's a great rock and roll freak, but she exactly knew who you were exactly. Uh -huh. Now, did they take your picture down in the post office yet? They're still up. They're still oh. looking for me. So don't, you know, Is please don't tell them I'm on your show. $5,000 reward. No. That's but anyway, my, my sister-in-law knows Pink Floyd and she knows everybody. So I, I think that people do know who you are. They totally know who you are. When we went to Rock Against MS and you were going through the red carpet line, I was listening to all the things that everybody was saying, and everybody was, like, heralding you. They were, like, so excited that you were there oh, and so everything. Nice. So it was really cool. Yeah. It made me feel cool because I was like, oh, yeah, he's here with us. <laughs> and I heard, somebody, I heard somebody yell out. I heard someone yell out, oh, that's Ron Russell's much older brother. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta like love it. I think that's hilarious. So, so then, um, you have some accolades. In, you know, you're like a very uh, for as much accomplishment as you are. Like you don't really blow your own horn. So I'm, I'm you're just terrific. I'm blowing it for you. Yeah, you're just a great guy. Love so getting you all this, getting all this you, love right now. Thank you. You were voted uh, and named listen, by by. Wait, hang on. If you were a prick. If you were a prick, you would have got a very, very, okay, let's hear you bullshit and get off my show. But we <laughs> but we really love you. Jimmy and I talk about you. We cannot wait to see you on the weekend. You're a terrific guy with a great sense of humor. And you know what's nice about you is you're everyone's pal. Oh, thank you so much. And I consider you my buddy and my pal. Back at you, man. I really enjoyed meeting you guys out there. And, Ron, I was actually very blown away to meet you. I thought you were extraordinary <laughs> at the MS event. Everybody loves you, too. You can see that. You're a good soul, dude. I hope so. So so you were named by Buzz Magazine, which Ooh. isn't like a little shit magazine. Buzz Magazine in L.A. Uh, named you the in the top 100 coolest people in Los Angeles. Considering all the people in Los Angeles and that every superstar in the world lives here and you made the top 100, that's like a fucking uh, howdy-do way to go wow. to you. <laughs> That was actually, that was really cool, but a funny story, I was, I was driving down the street when that thing came out, and I had the radio on, and the announcer came on and said, oh, the new magazine came out, well, you know, Buzz Magazine Top 100, and there's this old has-been saxophone guy by the name of Scott. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, it was so funny, I'll never forget Wait a swear to God, that's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. No, he didn't say that. I would have no, punched that fuck he right did. in I the laughed, face. I couldn't believe it, it was so funny. Are you serious? What yep, kind of a yep. jerk? That magazine failed, didn't it? 
No. Uh, I don't know. No, it's a huge magazine. He didn't say it's not the magazine that said the magazine is the one who predicted a radio announcer was talking about it. Let's get the radio announcer's name. (laughs) We're going to go after him. Yeah, give me his name. I'll I'll fucking do it right now. No, I I couldn't even tell you. It's so long ago. What I'm going to wish on Asswipe that said that is your vocal cords should go. You should never speak again. (laughs) So you were also named the top 100 multimedia producers by Multimedia Magazine and one of the 50 new media innovators profiled in Pioneer Electronics Multimedia Frontier, which uh, that probably has something to do with Think Experience, right? Well, I mean, that's how I got back. I mean, I'm actually, that's a I'm very honored to be in that magazine. It's the kind of the 50 pioneers of multimedia back in the day. And I, uh, you know, when I did my first CD-ROM, it was a, um, it was called Toonland starring Howie Mandel. And it was the world's first interactive cartoon. And because of that, that's kind of why I've got in that, because that was very early stages of all this interactive media. So that's kind of how I got into that. And then that's, that's how I kind of became an entrepreneur and worked through and, you know, started these companies through the years. So but you yeah, got a lot, a lot of stuff. Now, listen to me, which is very important. Okay. Give us the address of where we are going this weekend to see your concert on the ceiling. Give the address, the time yeah. of the show, and will, will tickets be sold at the door in the event yes. that it's not a blowout? Yes, I think they, I, I believe they always they will sell tickets at the door. Um, and like you said, unless it's completely sold out. Uh, it's Address. A, it's actually five. It's it's called Wisdom L A W I S D O M E like wisdom Wisdom L A, and it's five one seven Cloyton Street C O L Y T O N Street uh, downtown Los Angeles. It's in the art districts of downtown L A, and it's a five dome immersive park and there's a whole exhibit it's a really cool cool experience outdoor vendors and stuff and then we go in and do the thing and it's 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 really cool it's really a different kind of an experience the whole that night i know you guys are gonna love it oh i can't wait come down and visit us that's right everybody yeah and, and you can Jimmy go to Star, you'll get and you can go to think dot uh, think dot co to find more about Think Experience. We're gonna play the video for it in a second, but I want to make another thing. So when we were at Rock Against MS, one of the guys who was playing up on the stage uh, was down at the bar area, and I was like talking to him, and he pointed to you and he said, "That's Scott Page, right?" And I said, "Yeah, you know." And he said, "I just went to see uh, Beyond the Wall." Like the, the the night before or the week before or something, he said, what an amazing show. I'd love to meet him. And then I brought him over and introduced him to you. Um, and he was like playing at the Rock Against MS, so he had to be somebody. And uh, he said that it was one of the coolest shows ever and that he would recommend it to anybody who's wow. – even if you're not a music lover, he would recommend it just for the show. He said everybody needs to go see this show. Yeah, we're moving into a world right now where it's not just about concerts. It's about things. It's really about the experience. And that's what we're uh, we're all about with Think Experience is this immersive uh, company that's working on ways to take, you know, make this live concert experience completely uh, unique, right? Now we've got, you know, AR, we've got our phones where they're tied into the show. We've got headphones where people can actually listen to the show walking around and mix. There's all these kind of new ways to uh, kind of make the experience uh, a different thing. And I guarantee you, when you guys sit in that dome and you see that, you're going to flip out when you check it out. It's crazy. crazy. Are we going to sit or lay? Uh, combination. You can do whatever. You can lay down. You can sit. There's chairs that sit back. 
Um, there's a lot of times there's even chairs that are all connected to the music that you lay on. They're like these beds that are crazy. So it's, okay. it's really a unique could, thing. Could, could you hold one of those for me? Because of, <laughs> No, only because of my medical condition, I have to rest. And I know that the show is going to excite me when I see it. And I don't want to die in your theater because it wouldn't look good. Bad we publicity. We would hate to have you die in the theater. That yeah, would be not ba- ba- very bad publicity. <laughs> yes, yes. So, or maybe good publicity. Ron Russell... Well, yeah. Drop dead because the show was so fabulous. Can you can you do you know how to play Raining Again by Supertramp? Oh my god, it's been so long. I don't remember the soul. Dude, that's been so long. I can't do that. You're not gonna make me do that out there. I don't remember. I know, I know I'm being texted by people. Can he play Raining Again? How about money? Money. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. A little sound. I love it. That is so freaking awesome. I know. And you're, you're I, so- I mean, do you realize, Jimmy, how exciting it really is exciting that he's doing this for us? I know. And the <laughs> so who else, can, who else can say that they got Scott Page playing uh, the saxophone for us? There Nobody. Nobody. Actually, now listen uh, to me. Tell the truth. To that. Tell the truth with this next question. Uh-oh. Has your wife ever come into your studio and said, "Oh, knock it off! I can't take another minute of that noise"? Uh, you know, no. <laughs> she she loves you playing all the time. Fine, no problem, no problem. A lot of people find it irritating, like piano. If you have to do piano lessons all day, they want to cry and scream from it. So yeah. she loves your music. Was she? What does she look like? Is she pretty? Is she? Is she Course. short? Course. I mean, is she, Tall, is she taller than me? Yes. Young, young, younger than you by years. I is bet. she a musician? Actually, huh? No, is no she a musician? Speech pathologist. She was. Oh a wow. Educator for years. Yeah. Oh, oh that's okay. cool. That's a good job. I wish we could meet her. Don't you ever bring her out? <laughs> you no, never I never air- bring her out. I keep her locked in the closet. So I think. Uh, <laughs> can you take? Can you air her out one day? Make sure you tell I'll her that we said hello. Me. Make sure you tell her that we said hello. Yeah, and I and I want to tell her that she's a lucky lady to get such a great guy. And she's got to be a great lady to yeah. have this great guy like her for all these years, love her for all these years. So it's a good combination. I would like to really meet her. Yeah. I would be nice to her, too, not like I am to you. <laughs> oh, I'd be very nice. No, very, <laughs> no, very nice. I would simply tell her, watch Eileen, she's after your man. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what... So what's like the biggest group that you've ever played in front of? Size of audience? Yeah. You know, I think the biggest show we did with Floyd was we played out on a, believe it or not, they floated these two barges down from Oslo to Venice, Italy, and set them up in front of St. Mark's Square, about 150 yards off. And we set up, it was a free concert. And I think probably... I heard some rumors anywhere from three to 500,000 people showed up to that show. Shit, that's a lot crazy. of people. It was a lot of people. But we sure. did a lot of big shows. I, you know, I did the Moscow Music Peace Festival, which was great. And those were 135,000 a night in that giant stadium in Moscow. And, you know, those are probably the biggest, you know, biggest attempts. You know, we did a lot of stadium shows because there's not a lot of places that can, you know, hold more than 100,000 people. Right. Show. But we I, did. I, but the Venice gig was something that was truly. You can go look that up. Put Pink Floyd Venice, and you can kind of look up all the you know the photos and stuff. It was crazy. And you know the sad part is is the because all those people showed up it was a free concert. They completely closed down Venice, so there was no nothing open. So there was no there was no uh, restrooms. people were you know 
pissing, in, the pissing in the canal. It was pissing crazy. in the canal. Meanwhile, I heard read or somebody told me that Tina Turner has had the most audience ever. That there's no one has beat Tina Turner's audience. That she had something like a million something people hanging from lampposts. I mean, I don't know if it's true. We have to research that. But yeah, Tina Tina Turner, one of her last, you know, she's not well, my sweet Tina. We have yeah. to all send. A have lot you of- met Tina Turner? I have met. Yes. Love her. I uh, hope she's nice. Don't tell me she's a bitch. No, no. I mean, again, I only met her. I didn't really oh. get to, you know, have a, spend a lot of time. It was at a basically an event that we were at and got to talk to her a little bit. Right. Because I, lo- I love Tina and I love her work. But oh. yeah, she needs she needs energy. Everybody send her healthy energy. So you like actually because you know everybody and you've oh, met yeah, the music, and you've the met everybody. World. Do you sure. do you do you get who's like someone who because I know you don't really get starstruck because you know like the most famous people on the planet. But like who's somebody who ever made you starstruck? That you me, were like, oh, me, besides, me. Besides well, you know, Ron. Besides me. I would say, you know, it's really interesting. Um, I've been such a, you know, in the business world, right? And so I've met some very big time business people that I was pretty struck, you know, awestruck about, um, you know, Michael Milken. I don't know. Oh, you know yeah. Milken, yes, Milken. sure we do. You know, I was always so interested because I, through the years when I was on the road, I'd always read business books. You know, and that's been my thing is kind of being an entrepreneur. So I was pretty starstruck meeting him. And it was interesting because I was able to talk him into funding one of my companies and he did. And so I got to know Mike really well. Probably the biggest, one of the greatest people I've ever met in show business. And I had the honor of working with was Quincy Jones. Quincy oh, that's Jones, a big one. That That's a great He's one of the greats, the greats of all time. You know, he's one of those guys that is when you talk to him, he talks to you directly. Doesn't matter how many people are in the room. He really becomes part of the presence of having a conversation. And I got to actually produce him because we started a company together called QD7, which was his company. uh, 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 Quincy and David was his company, Quincy and David Salzman had a company called QDE, and we uh, we had seventh level, so we did QD7. And I was producing Quincy. Uh, we were doing a thing called Music and Man, which was the music history through the eyes of Quincy Jones. So I spent a lot of time with Quincy working on that and got to know him really well. And if, being starstruck, he's probably one of the people I've really starstruck point of view was him because I've been such a fan of his work through the years. Did you meet Charlize Theron? Charlize Theron, yes. Actually, you know my angel, that picture of her. That yeah, I know she signed it. So I don't know if she, she signed, signed it. it with you there. You, she signed yeah, So yeah. you were there. Yeah, I got to meet her. She, she is gorgeous. The most yep. beautiful woman I have ever met in my life that Very I'm in cool. awe of, who I worked with, is Sophia Loren. Oh. Sophia Loren is probably the most gorgeous, exotic woman in the world. Um, And I was totally impressed, but not flabbergasted. You won't believe who flipped me out. Betty Betty Davis. When I met Betty Davis, I fell off the stage. I kissed her and I fell off the stage onto a piano. I made such an ass of myself, but I did get out to the audience and say, ladies and gentlemen, this is Hollywood, Miss Betty Davis. And I was able to introduce her and fascinated that she was four foot tall with big blue eyes, the littlest lady. And I grabbed her and I kissed her and we became friendly. And today... Interesting people that I ever met is we were able to do a, we did a, with Super Tramp. We did a Royal Command performance for Lady Di and Charles, 
Oh, wow. Okay. Her, and I got to meet her and talk to her, which is really interesting because when I, you know, I've, I've seen her a lot of times in pictures, obviously through the years, but when I met her in person, she was stunning. Her eyes were so clear, beautiful and blue. And she was just had a presence about her. She was really much more beautiful in person than I'd ever seen her in any picture. So she was really interesting. You could, you could see, you could see that. Wait, go back to to Charlize Theron. Was she nice? Yes. Very nice. Very nice. She's like my ultimate interview is Charlize Theron. She's my favorite. And I think she's the most beautiful working actress in the world today. I mean, her face is phenomenal. You can shoot her from any angle, her coloring, her, her charm, her, I'm crazy about her. I think I, I never miss any of her films. So who haven't you played with that you would like, if you had a bucket list of who you'd still like to be able to play some, play with what musical group or person, who's somebody that you think, Oh my gosh, this, well, this person like escaped my grasp, but I'd love to play with them. I always, I always wanted to play with the Rolling Stones and I almost did. And then they kind of changed. They were making a change at the time. And then they kind of went back. But, uh, yeah, I got called for that. I, that I would have loved because, you know, the Stones, is, I'm a rock and roll saxophone player, and that would have been right up my alley. So well, the Stones absolutely. would have been great. You know, I love. I would love to play, believe it or not, saxophone with Led Zeppelin because I always Oh, yeah. I love to play rock and roll, hardcore saxophone. I drop the bell down in the mic of my horn and overdrive the amps. It's almost like a guitar. And then the other guy is actually, I don't know if you know, uh, uh, Derek Trucks, who is a – very famous guitar player um, and uh, his band. So, I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of musicians that I would like to play with. But on the, uh, I guess, you know, basically, you know, I'd love to play with the Stones. That would have been a great gig. And I think last time you were on the show, we talked about a good friend of mine, Earl Palmer. Oh, yeah. Great drummer. Great drummer. One of the great. And, and, and a sensational guy. And his yeah. son, his son is a good friend of ours for a long time, oh, Earl yeah. Jr. And he was a studio musician. I wanted to ask you, was your dad a... Was your dad a studio musician? Yes, yeah. He played with Earl and stuff and all those guys. My dad right. was NBC staff. He was at the staff thing. He was at the Dorothy, Chan- Dorothy Chandler <laughs> Pavilion doing the light opera season. So he did a lot of that kind of television studio work. Is, yeah. is, there, is Earl Palmer still with us? You know, I'm not sure. I ha- I mean, he's much older than I, and I'm yeah. almost 80, so he's got to be way up there. Yeah, um, sure. I, I, I haven't seen him in about 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. Eileen says... Eileen says, play something rock and roll. <laughs> this is for Eileen. I know that one. That's a little R&B, a little James Brown. I know that so one. So she, she's back in the chat room? I thought she left to kill herself. No, she's texting me. Oh, oh, oh. She's not in the chat room. Can I please bring a Coke to you in this restaurant? Oh. <laughs> she says, thank you. <laughs> Billy Hess says thank you. They're all like laughing. Uh, <laughs> actually, B. Claudia from Germany says that she thinks she should play with Mick Hucknall. I love Mick Hucknall. Do you know Mick Hucknall? I don't even know. Who is that? No, I don't know. He's the singer from Simply Red. Oh, yeah. He's great. Oh, I don't know the names. Yeah, no, he's a great singer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yep. Yeah. Next question. Do you sing? Yeah, you know, I only I used to sing some backup, you know, just for a you know for my gig singing backup, but I'm not really a singer. It's one of the things I regret. I don't know why I didn't take it up when I was younger and kind of done it more because I love singing. I really think about my saxophone from a singing point of view because that's what I like about it. It's almost like singing because it's, you know, you're you're emoting from the from down here. Right. So, yeah, I wish I had. But no, I'm not really a, a singer. I wish I was, though. 
It said though on your Wikipedia, you yeah, that you did backup uh, yeah. singing like the baritone part, and and also it says on your Wikipedia, it says that you uh, recorded with. I said David Cassidy. It also says Gorky Park, Bob Malone. I don't know who that is. David Lee Roth and Jane's Addiction. Like David yeah. Lee Roth, he's huge. What Jane's if, Addiction is huge. What happened to him? David Lee Roth, he's still around. Where I haven't heard. I think he. I think he's back with Van Halen. Jay, he's. I mean, he's been gone forever. He disappeared. Yeah, they, they got back together and they did some stuff. I don't know what they're doing right now. You know, he became a medical guy. He was like working for. Um, he was working in a hospital. He was like an emergency medical. Go away! You're kidding? No, I'm serious. He did that for years, and then he got back into the music and went back out with Van Halen again. Is what I. Heard. He was big. That's like the guy from Chips, Eric Estrada. He's really a cop. Yeah, but <laughs> er, yeah, but Eric Estrada's career went boom downward. The other guy was fat. Remember his video? I loved his video. He had his. Which one was it? The he had a whole bunch of but them. The one California girls, probably all those. Jump. I like all that jump stuff. Yeah, he was like Shecky Green. I mean, I remember going to do his album, and I got there. It was about 9.30 in the morning. The Jack Daniels was up. You know, it was party time at like 9 o'clock in the morning. And uh, he was the funniest guy to work with because he was just one-liners all the time. And his video shows it. Now, did you ever hear of a group years ago that I loved that played up at the Corral a lot up in Topanga Canyon called Bones? Uh, And whatever happened to Bones. Wasn't bone, the Bone Daddies? Bone Daddies no. or Bones? I'm going, I'm going back 100 years. Yeah, maybe. I, mean, I remember I used to play the corral all the time years ago. Yeah. So maybe it was the Bone Daddies, and we just call them Bones for short. Could be. They yeah, were bone good... Daddies I remember very well. I actually played with King Cotton, who was the singer in that band back in the day. That was a great band. Bone Daddies was smoking. We used to dance to them, and yeah. how we how we got home at night, I'll never know on those roads. Loaded out, of, loaded out of our mind. One time, I thought the cop flew and went off the road, and it was flying down to the Those were the days, man. Those days back oh. at the corral were incredible, man. That Fabulous days. All the I little love. beat guys played up there all the time and stuff. Yeah, I did a lot of gigs up at the corral back. And then the Billy Hess's Bone Daddies played at Fire Island. You're kidding. They're still around? Yeah. They're actually playing again now. Yeah, it's great, man. Them. Really then a- after we left the corral at some ungodly hour, we would try to wait around in the cars and sleep and then go to the post office in Topanga and have breakfast down there. Remember the post office? Yep. Yeah, and and all the hippies. I mean, everybody was really strung out hippies. I mean, oh that was God. the they were the real McCoy. They weren't the Hollywood hippies. Well, that they whole were the Panga Canyon thing where everybody was up in there. That was very, you know, very hippie esque. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I loved it. I was yeah. the only one that wore Gucci. He <laughs> <laughs> was a good idea. He was a Gucci hippie. No, they loved me because they thought it was so cool because I wear ripped jeans and, and sandals. And I had on like a $300 Gucci jacket with epaulets with the, the, the brushes on them. And they thought I was just so cool. I oh, love those cool. days. Those I was fun. young. We, we danced. No for- cell phones. That part about that. No. no cell phones. No. Can you imagine? I mean, I started thinking about this. I remember when I was a kid, I mean, it was just like, you know, you get up at, you know, you're, you're 10 or 11 years old. You get up in the morning at like 8 o'clock and say, see you, Mom. You'd be back at dinner. You just leave. No phones, no way to connect. It was crazy. I mean, they talk about interesting times. But now you got the leash, right? It's with you all oh, the time. I'm, I'm glad we didn't have cell phones back then because if my, father, if my father ever found out the gay bars and the joints I was hanging in, I'd have been killed. So... <laughs> 
good. I mean, my father, you know, was a union delegate in his later years. He was a designer of stage props, you know, scenery. But in his later years, he became a uh, big shot at the union. And he, of course, he knew a lot of wise guys. And I remember going into a gay bar in the city. One of the guys recognized me. He said, you better get the fuck out of here. Because if your father finds out you're in here, he said, you're dead. So I was upset because I was supposed to meet a guy in there that I really liked. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't get in. (laughs) Stupid jerks. (laughs) So who were like, like, so when you were growing up and like in high school and college, who were some of the bands? Like who were some of the people that you would listen to all the time? Oh my gosh, you know, I mean, I was a big, I mean, I loved Stevie Wonder, you know, the early days. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, I'd listen to. You froze, shit. Oh no, we froze. Scott, unfreeze him. Scott can't unfreeze him. Oh, somebody has to unfreeze him. Hello. Scott, are you still there? Maybe I'm here, he froze. Can can you unfreeze him? Uh, I wish I could. Maybe we can call him back. Oh, Oh, wait, here we go. All right, he's trying to call back. All right, and he dropped out. Okay. Yep. All right. So we're gonna call him back. Bear with me. All right, everybody, live in the mid sentence. You see his face in mid sentence. That's hilarious. All right, everybody. Sorry about this, but this is what happens once in a while, and everybody loves Stevie Wonder. You gotta like love it. So. Da da da. Should we play some music or something, or will we get him right away? You think? Yeah, we're gonna get him right away. Alrighty, all right, everybody. We'll you know, dead, dead air is murder. Maybe we could play a little music and then just cut in when he comes out. Well, we just keep talking. You could talk. <laughs> About what? Are we, are uh, we audible? Are we on yeah, the air? Yeah, we're on the air. Oh, there oh, we go. Here, oh, look at this fat stomach. So you can't sit like that. Yeah, you sit up straight. Oh, look at this. I need a haircut. <laughs> I look like bird, birds living. Hello? Hey, hey Scott. Hello, Scott, you're back. All right. Can you see me? What? No, hit the video button. I can see myself. Find the video button. I like looking at me. Who wants to see you? Meanwhile, <laughs> you could have you told me I need a haircut. I look like birds live in my hair. Dude, what happened? We have to like sit, sit totally I mean, like I just straight. saw myself. We look like two fat slobs with bellies. Sitting so, on I, we have bellies. So. We have to, I don't have a Wait, belly. go back. Go back, though. So you were left off. Stevie Wonder, and then, you, and then we had a picture oh, yeah, of you we talking. Were talking about, you know I was at that time in those days. I was a trumpet player in high school and stuff, so it was big on Chicago, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, those horn bands, right? Love yeah, Blood, Sweat, a lot of them back in the day. Yep. Blood. And then I got. Yeah. I've like I'm one of those guys that have listened. To, I've listened to kind of five records all my life, and I keep listening to the same ones over and over again. I don't listen to a whole lot of things. I just keep on listening to the same ones. You know, it's a Stevie Wonder's Greatest Hits, Volume One and Two, Junior Walker who's my all-time favorite saxophone player, his greatest hits album, Nat King Cole, Live at the Sands, which is one of my all-time favorite records, uh, and then a West Montgomery record, and, you know, those are my, like, go-to. I can listen to those all day long, and they keep getting better and better over the years, right? Every time I hear it, it gets better. What I loved my, the most back in those days was In the da Vida. Oh, there you go. Remember it's that? In the Vida. It's in the Garden of Eden. That's what it says. That's what it means. Did you yeah, know but- that? Yeah, but we used to say in the God of the Vida because That's it had to be. It was cool to say that, but yeah, but that was one of the greats. And heard it through the grapevine, believe it or oh, not, yeah. that was fabulous piece of work before Tur- before Tina Turner got it. Who yeah. did it originally? Marvin uh, Gaye. Mar- Mar- uh, Marvin, not top, Marvin. No, Marvin Gaye and Four Tops heard it through the grapevine. Was that Marvin Gaye? No, I don't I, know. I don't remember. No, one of those. it was. It wasn't Marvin Gaye. It was. Um, I could hear it. 
I can hear it. I can, I hear, can hear it, but I can't think of who it is. It's no. the original oh. version. And then I was a great fan of Country Joe and the Fish, which not too many sure. people knew. I you know, it was pretty cool music. We had, we really, you know what? I hate to say this, but today's music stinks because we really had good music back then. Music that we could feel, understand, and hear. Now it's all complicated. And maybe it's because I'm getting old. I need a hearing aid. I don't know, but everything's not You know, it's skinny. interesting you say that because, you know, for me is the machines have taken over so much. When we were making records like the ones you were talking about, we actually had to perform and make it right on tape. Nowadays, I'll go in and do a record and I'll do like one solo. They say, that's fine. And then they go in and they tune it. They fix it. They twist it. They tweak it. They kind of, it's true. a lot of the soul goes away because really it's about capturing the moment of that performance. And that's why you look at like, even like Floyd or Zeppelin or Stones and all that stuff. It's capturing these human beings all in the room playing something together. It's a lot different than, you know, all the pieces that machines put together. Today. Well, that, was the, that was the thrill. Seeing Stevie Nicks perform yeah. was yeah. a visual event a hearing event and a emotional event. St Stevie was on some show not long ago talking about it. She said, I no longer record music because they rob it. So now I just do live concerts. But even the live concert, she's on a television screen. Right. It's all going through a million filters. Like right. Barbara Streisand. Barbara can't sing the notes she used to. So when she does a concert, they put it through a million filters. And to me, that they could put me two filters and I could sound like Doris Day. You know, so I mean, it's it's not the set. You're right. It's not live. Uh, the auto -tune it's not real. It's not real because it, you got that auto-tune thing, which people use all the time now to tune everything. And it's just that's part of the, you know, a little bit out of tune, a little bit of this is part of the personality sometimes, right? You know, I always say if it's a little out of tune, it just sounds like there's more of you. Right? And it sounds so, real. Like yeah. a lot of artists, we have so many friends that are singers, I mean, great singers, and they travel now with uh, recorded music. They don't have bands anymore. They sing to track. So the song, you guys. And that stinks. It was produced it's... by Whitfield for Gladys Knight and the Pips first, and then it was released by The Miracles and then Marvin Gaye. Oh, Marvin, oh, there you go. Okay. Marvin Gaye was the third one. Third one. Okay, well, and there then, you go. And then Tina Turner ran with it. And and Tina made it the biggest song in the world. Well, heard I think the Marvin had the biggest one. Marvin had the biggest. No, I think Tina. Tina Turner didn't no, even no. do it. <laughs> when she came out doing do 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 what? No, she didn't do no, I Heard It Through the Grapevine. No, that's not Heard It Through the Grapevine. That's a song. That was uh, Proud Mary. Proud, Proud Mary. Mary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Got, I got confused, confused, confused. At my age, you get confused. That's actually, my favorite... I, I, oh, no, it's yeah. not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I listen to a lot of music because I work all day in an office and I play, I stream Spotify, and I, I almost always listen to s s mostly 70s mixes of anything that was right. done in the 70s because that's the stuff I seem to like like the most, and I know all of it, and I know all the words, and I can sing along. And then came a singer who I remember when she first began singing, people would say, oh, my God, that note she hits. Oh, it's irritating. And her name is Patty LaBelle. Ooh, <laughs> Patty singer. LaBelle. Oh, I love and adore her. That's like that, his favorite. That, that's my favorite of all. If I don't meet Patty LaBelle, I will really be an unhappy human being. I want her on the show. I almost met her through a good friend of ours who is Kathy Sledge. Kathy Sledge from Sister Sledge, and they was they were coming to dinner at our house in Pennsylvania, and they were going to bring Patty LaBelle, but it never happened, and I was so uh -huh. disappointed. 
Wait, wait, did you meet Stevie Nicks? Have I? Yes, I used to play in Mick Fleetwood's band called The Zoo. So I was in Mick's band for a while, and she would come around at Jerry's band. Yes, I met her a few times. I don't know her real well. I know Mick pretty well, but I don't know her very well. She's strange, I heard. The people that know her, that she's kind of out there. Yeah, you know, again, I haven't been around her enough to really say, but yeah, I've heard that same story. Yeah, she's she's she really, I love her. You know, she's I love Mick crap. Fleetwood too, though he's hot. I love Fleetwood. <laughs> one of the great drummers. Mick Fleetwood's one of the great drummers. I mean, that guy can play straight eights. I mean, his groove is very powerful. I love playing with Mick. Very, 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 very killer grooves. That guy. Yep. Oh I love God, like, I love Fleetwood Mac. People in the chat room are going crazy because they're like every every music legend that there is, and like you know all of them, and you've played with all. <laughs> you well, know, not all of them, but I played with a few. You know what? I'm very thankful. <laughs> Getting back to what I said, music was great then, and yeah. people did create it, and people did do it live, and when you were there, you were part of it. You felt the vibration of, of, of all the instruments, if you were close enough. Oh, Nowadays, yeah. it's, I mean, he could, who's he going to play for today? Some mechanical wizard in a... In a, in a, in a Actually, I'm going to tie what you just said together to to think experience because that's what we're going to go this weekend. We're going to feel the music. We're yeah, going to we see play. it. That's we're going to feel it. That's yeah, but a big it's, part it's, of our whole our whole thing is really bringing capturing using tech not, not letting technology drive, but capturing using the technology to capture the live essence of players really playing in that moment. You know, so we we go back to the basics of trying to capture that 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 something that happens when the band comes together and people are looking in their eyes and they're playing and you can feel it when everybody gets on the same wavelength and the goal is to use the technology to help give that, you know, share that experience with the fans, right? With the people when, when, the when we were at the MS event, you must have heard it. I heard so many mistakes up on that stage because these were a bunch of people that got together that didn't even rehearse and they all came from great groups. So yeah. my feelings my feelings were each one was trying to outdo the other one by playing it bigger and better. And it just sounded so bad sometimes, but it was okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was live. It was live. It was live and it's really those things, like you said, there's no real rehearsals. People come together and they just, we make it up on the spot. I've done a ton of those. We go in and somebody yells out, you know, Heard it through the grapevine, give me whatever you just go for it, right? So I love it. But, but there was go. there was a there was a charm about it. That's what oh, the yeah. point I'm making. There was yeah. something very very. Uh, I, I well, liked it. Was it. Real. I, no, I liked it because they didn't apologize. It. They said it. Yeah. Here it is, and they gave it to us, and yeah. I loved it for that. Yeah. Especially the tribute to uh, Aretha Franklin, I thought that was incredible. Yeah. It was a good show. And, and how'd you show. like Ken Davishian? That's the guy from Borat. Wasn't he fun? Oh, he yeah. Sat he next to him. What that a guy great, guy. great guy. Great guy. I had a great yeah. time. I hung out with him some. We chatted a bunch. Of I know. You dumped us for him. I did. Sorry. <laughs> you were sitting with us partying, and the next thing I know, you two guys are down fourth row hugging and smooching <laughs> and laughing. He is such a great guy. He is so funny. Did you ever see the movie Borat? Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, he lost now, a lot of weight, the, but he's, he's very funny. He's the one yeah. that the night he met Eileen at the uh, Oscars event, uh -huh. he said to her, uh, don't go home with them. He said, I could rent a room here. Come upstairs <laughs> with me. <laughs> he didn't quit with Eileen. I mean, he was after her, boy. He had it was the, hilarious. I saw my poor Eileen. And all Eileen wanted was you. Oh. <laughs> Be flattered because you know how many guys go after her? You wouldn't believe it. That girl, she gets more guys than 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 twenty year old skinny, gorgeous, fake titted broads. She's got the real knockers. I mean, she's all real. There's no balloons in that woman. 
That woman is all real. I think you got to mellow out. Of what? I think you got to mellow out with the whole like Eileen thing. No, I love her. I'm so, I know you love her. And she's on my mind because I'm going to see my best friend this weekend, and I'm so excited about it. I do love yeah. her. Everybody loves her. Like no, you. I, Some people have personalities. You love them in a minute. Some people, you could be with them for two years. You want to vomit. You know, go home. Go get, get away from me. Actually, too, you guys, I forgot because we're going to run out of time. We're going to play the Think Experience video yeah. for everybody to get an idea of what it is. So, um, uh, Please come see our so, show. It's a great so here's show. So here's what we're going to do, Scott. You tell us a little bit about what it is real quick, and at the end, you say enjoy, and that's going to be the key for, for those two to play the video. You guys got that? Yep. Scott? Yep. All right. So, Scott, you ex explain it, and All then when right, you so say enjoy, experience. they'll play it. What we're doing is, I think, first first experience is a Think Floyd experience. We're planning on doing Think Hendrix and Think Bowie, but this one's a Think Floyd experience. We do it in a immersive 360-degree uh, uh, visual dome, which is like a, a VR, start, you know, a virtual reality-style experience in a shared kind of an idea. Uh, basically about 600 people in that room, and we rock and roll. And so this will give you a little bit of a vibe of what you're going to do. So I'm going to count down to three. One, two, three. Go ahead. Play it. All right, we're back, everyone. All right, everybody. So that was Think Experience video from thinkexp.co. Beyond the Wall, we're going to go see it this weekend. I'm so freaking excited to go see it. I can't wait to go see it, and we're going to go see it. I'm going to see it with Ron and Billy Hess and Eileen Shapiro and No from Revolution and Olga and, and Dave, too, from uh, D Devo. It's going to be fun. And a, and a bunch of other friends that we know. It's going to be a great show, you guys. Yep. To get tickets, you can go to Eventbrite, right? And, and just took in Think Eventbrite, Experience Beyond, Beyond the, the wall. wall. Beyond the Wall, Eventbrite. Yeah, definitely come on down. The killer exhibit called Sam Scar with this incredible interactive art and stuff. It's really fun. Cool. The whole park is like an art park. And then we come in and see the show. It's a blast. And now, now is that wait, the guy on, that was at Rock Against MS doing the art? Is that the guy who's doing the art at Rock Against MS? Oh, he's also, yeah, he, he does with, too, yeah, Norton Wisdom. Yeah, he he paints while we play, too. I so love that. I thought that was okay. so cool. Now, now, give me an idea of what the ticket would be, an idea. Ticket prices go from uh, $59 to $250, depending on what you're doing. Yeah, what you do. If you're so six sixty general, and then there's some VIP seats at 100 and that, yeah. Okay, so a $60 seat, and how long is the show? This one's about, it's about an hour and 15 minutes. 
Okay, so 60 bucks for an hour and 15 minutes of incredible entertainment. Not bad. It's fantastic, you guys. And you guys got to remember, too, you're going to see playing all these legends. You got Scott Page, Norwood Fisher from Fishbone, Kenny Olsen from uh, Kid Rock's Twisted Brown Trucker Band. Um, is John Stancorp still going to be? Is he there? Yeah, Stancorp's there. He's from uh, Science of Life. Yep. And then we got uh, Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction. One yeah, of which is a drummers. huge one. Yeah, one of the greatest voted, drummers, like, like one of the top drummers in the world. They just voted him. He's incredible. Did it, did it Actually, they speak? say Kenny Olsen's one of the best guitarists in the world oh, too. Yeah. I, I, yeah, he took he took Jimi Hendrix's place after Jimi in the experience, Hendrix experience. So yeah, he's a just, real serious guitar player. So it's great. Yeah. Um, and Roberta, I have Roberta Freeman, Tita yep. Far Farrar, Yolanda Thomas, and Eric Myron from Dr. Dre. Yep. Yep. We got a, it's a crazy cool band. Yep. Like how cool is that? Like Dr. Dre, I love Dr. Dre. <laughs> no, it's a red carpet event. No, no, it's a concert. It's no, a I know concert. that. But I'm trying to get people to come. If they see their faces in the magazine, they'll come. <laughs> <laughs> so, Everybody's going to come because it's like rock legends and royalty. But every there will be photographers floating around. Yep, yep. Okay, oh, yeah. so if you yeah, do, Billy Hess so is going to be floating Billy around. Billy Hess is going to be there, one of the greatest photographers in our country. So if you do come to this rock concert, you can have your picture taken, and you may see it in a, a big magazine and say, "Oh, look, there I am." And if you magazine. need great photography, we'll do a little commercial. Billy Billy Hess is going to be shooting the show, and and he's at BillyHess.com. Check him out; yeah. he's like one of the greatest photographers on the oh, planet. Oh, Billy Hess is going to shoot me, and if you saw me in person and you saw the pictures he shoots, you'd think it was my younger, younger, younger son. <laughs> Billy with his magic camera. I don't know what the hell he does with it, but boy, can he make you look good. Also Woo! then, you guys. Wait um, a minute. Billy even made Sam, what's his name? Sam Stevens. Sam Stevens look human at times. <laughs> it was very difficult. He had to shoot him through a blanket, but that's okay. <laughs> also, you guys can follow Scott on social media. He's on Twitter at I am Scott Page. He's on, are you in I am Scott Page on Instagram too? Instagram, Facebook, it's all the same stuff. Yeah. I, I am Scott Scott Page everywhere. Scott Page at, yeah, that's me. And check out thinkexp.co, you guys, to find out more about it. Again, the shows are taking place at the Wisdom in L.A., April 26th and 27th. That's this weekend, May 17th yep. and 18th, June 7th and 8th at the Wisdom in L.A. It's going to be great, and we're going to let Scott go now. You got anything yes, else you want to leave him the with? the next time you and your wife are in Palm Springs here, dinner, I'll cook Italian very All good. right. All right. You're, you're on. You're on. You're on. And we're going to see now, you Wait Saturday. a minute. Wait a minute, Jimmy. You didn't do our call letters. What? You forgot what? to do the call letters. We're not leaving. We're just He's leaving, but we're not I'm leaving. leaving. We have, Why is he leaving? Because huh? we've got other things to do. We've got we've 15 got minutes left. So oh, stay. And he's got stuff to do, too, because like, we kept him on a very long time. Too bad. <laughs> Everybody wanted to hear him play. We're, this show's going to get millions we're, of plays. We're, we're loving this show. Why do you want to take it away? Because huh? we got to go, and he's got to go. You really Thank have you. to go? Thank you, have you guys to... very much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, are you, are you I'm going? I'm honored to be on your show. Absolutely. Are, are you we going because you have to pee? Because if you have, have to pee, pee yes. well, go pee. We'll wait for you to know. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll just Scott. take you with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, we'll see you Saturday. All thank right, you thank so you guys. much. See you Saturday. Bye. 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 Everybody Bye. loves, loves, loves He's him. wonderful. He's such a fabulous he guy. He's the coolest guy. I mean, he is really cool, cool. When you say a guy is cool. This is the guy you're talking about. I know. I think so, too. I love him. All right, everybody. I love him to death. So you can hear the Jimmy Star Show every week, you guys. We're on our home station, W4CY, with the fabulously talented Danielle and Scott. And I need a haircut. They didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> 
thank you, thank you. We're here, we're here. Then we're on K4HD Radio in LA, you guys. Hit 1069 FM in New York, Jackalope Radio. We're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audioboom, Podomatic, Spreaker, Apple TV, and Podbean, plus about 100 other places. And uh, on television, we're on Vimeo, Roku, YouTube, Comcast On Demand, and TLB TV in Texas. Um, we have a lot of fun with it. I want to play some music for everybody now because this is a new band Eileen and I are working with, and uh, they're called the Electric Radio Kings. And they did a cover of Back to Black by Amy Winehouse that is, I think it's like number 35 or something on Billboard uh, right now. And um, it's a great, great song. And they got a new album called Purr coming out on Saturday. So, you guys have the video? Ready when I'm, you are. I, 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 am to- I am totally parched. I'm going to get something to drink. All right, everybody. So, this is the Electric Radio Kings Back to Black. Enjoy!
Yeah, right, guys, I we're think live. that was it, right? That was it, everybody. So that's the Electric Radio Kings. The name of the song is Back to Black. Um, they got a brand new album called Purr coming out on Saturday. It's P-U-R-R-R. They're really, really talented. And uh, I think everybody should follow them on Twitter. It's at E-R-K. What is it? At E-R-K Radio 2017 on Twitter. But they're really, really cool. I and I like them a lot. Okay. I'm so happy. Good. I'm glad you are. They're a good band. They're going to like, and they're already on Billboard. I mean, they're not signed or anything, and they've already like got Billboard hits. That's pretty good. Dee said her favorite band is a diamond wedding band. Oh, yeah? But she'll never get one. Why I, not? That's probably Cause accurate. Because she's, bo- she's banging the cop. <laughs> no, I just have bad luck with men. Like, I'm going to be that single aunt at the parties causing a ruckus. I'm almost 28. I'll be 28 in a couple. Yeah, about a month. I just give up. I uh, don't give up. Just wait. Don't. For every pot, what? there's a lid. No. In the meantime, in the meantime, you know, play with as many dicks as you can. <laughs> Kimmy, it's terrible. <laughs> Encouraging such things. Uh, not disgusting. Just because you're a horse, slut bitch, uh, uh, hey. don't think that everybody's going to My be. grandma you, you... used to tell me to test the milk before I buy the cow. There you go. Yeah, but don't drain the cow dry either. You can kill it. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> Ron let, me test the, Ron let me test the cow like once or twice, and then he said, I'm not a backstreet whore. You're going to have to fucking dump your husband, your other person if you want to be with me. No, no, he makes everything out to be like pornographic. It's not pornographic. He kept coming to my house, kept calling me, kept pursuing me, and I said, you're with someone. You know, I don't do this. I'm not a backstreet person. What do you think? You're going to have a, a, a lover and me on the side? I'm not sidecar stuff. I'm the main event, baby. The main event. So That's right. This, I'm, I'm nobody's sidecar trick. There's this and thing. I, that no, and I, I told him, beat it. And when you, when I, when you ha- say what I want to hear, then come back. Well, I said, guess the new terminology for a good-looking woman is a snack. Like, a dude will come up to you and be like, you, you look like a snack. And some guy came up to me and said, I look like a snack. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I just, I had no idea. Like, I don't talk like a regular man- millennial. Like, I don't, I don't do the abbreviations and crap like that. I think it's all retarded. So when he was just like, you're a snack, I had to, like, text my friend and be like, what the hell is a snack? They're like, he wanted oh, to munch on you. I guess. Wait, oh, wait, wait. are you thought. sure he didn't say you're a snatch? No, he said snack. And I'm like... And wh- wait, what does smack mean? Snack. Like, you know how you have, like, the munchies and you can get a snack? A snack. A snack? But a snack? A snack. Yeah. Like smack in the face no, no, or a snack? snack. You, a snack. Oh, like, a snack. Like eating yeah. a cookie because you're hungry, you get a snack. Yeah. I would have told I would have told him, fuck you and get away from well, me before I punch I, in the mouth. When I figured out what a snack meant, I turned around and I said, no, 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 baby, I'm the full meal. And main I walked event. away. Main event. You're the main event. So everybody's, because uh, people, B. Claudia says the painting behind you seems to be Madame Pompadour. Like, explain no, to everybody what that no, is. That, but you'll like this. My father painted, when I was living in California, I'm in California, when I was living in Beverly Hills, I had an enormous fireplace. And I said to my father one day, gee, you know, I have, I'm looking for a big painting to go there. And he said, I'll make you one, because my father was a set designer and an artist. And he went home and he painted this beautiful painting of this uh, woman in the time of Louis and Marie Antoinette. It's not Marie Antoinette. Her name, I think, is Mrs. Miss Grace or something. And my father brought it to our home. And everybody was there. We had a party when he we took it out of the tube and everybody went crazy over it and they said my god your work is beautiful you're quite an artist and my father was and i have lots of my father's art 
in our it's house. It's all fabulous. All over the place. Well, my father painted sets. I mean, he used to do skies that you thought they were really skies. And he would paint furniture on the uh, canvas on the backdrop of the set that looked like you could sit in it. It looked like you could put things on it. That's how wonderful. That's pretty cool. Uh, that, that, that's why Walt Disney wanted my father in the 1930s to come out to California and help his staff do backdrop uh, for, the, for Mickey Mouse, you know, paint the background. Very but, cool. But my mother didn't want to come here for whatever reasons. Oh, well, now you're here. Yeah. <laughs> and my mother's buried here. My father's buried here. So they wasted a lot of time. <laughs> they, they wound up here. here anyway. I love it. Look at how the dog's over there sleeping. The my new little, dog is so cute, you my guys. My little poochie, woochie, oochie. I really like your shirt, Jimmy. I like that Thank you wear you. weird stuff. I love that. That's one of my favorite designs of his, the, the rubber duckies. Yeah, the rubber duckies. Mine is I love skulls. them. I have one. Rubber ducky, you're I, the one. They're, I, not, they're not two the same. I have the same fabric, but in a different style. Ooh. And I love I love my, I should have worn mine. When I first came to W4CY back in the day, because I think we're about eight or nine years into it now, um, I, had a, I had a bunch of clothing stores, and I made all one-of-a-kind clothes, and we used to wear some really wild, fun, phenomenal stuff. I love your, skull, a, your skull shirt that you were wearing a couple weeks ago. That's probably my favorite shirt you've worn. Yeah, I have to like I have to look through my pile of stuff and see if there's anything that that'll fit you and send you some stuff you'll yes, like it. I will love I, it. I, I went shopping in the warehouse when I first met him. Yeah, I had a lot. I had a lot of stuff to pick from then. Now I don't have much left, but I had a lot of stuff. I, I walked then. out with about twenty-five shirts, about 11, shoes. eleven pair of shoes, uh, jeans, everything. It's because you guys always look so fabulous. No, it's because you know you're not getting it for nothing, baby. You don't give me money. You gotta give me material, clothes, <laughs> something, jewelry. I love you know, the way I, you I think. gotta teach you that. The cop now is banging away. He's getting free sex. You gotta teach him. He's gotta give you something for that. Maybe he could ride you in the police car with the whistle going, you know, the, the boo, -hoo -hoo. that could be fun. But he's got to give something. you like his business card. That's like a get out of free jail free card. Like no, if you get arrested for no, something, he should go into some store and buy a little token of jewelry for you. Like yeah, nipple clamps. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like nipple clamps. <laughs> Rhinestone covered mm, nipple clamps. To be quite honest, Ron, I'm kind of just over the whole, I, I think he's a good looking man. I'm just kind of over that whole situation. So let's I'm go find another one. We got to find you a new because one. Because he was gay anyway. No, we got to find you somebody yeah. new then. Oh, show fireman. Well, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, fi fireman. Oh, some of those calendar firemen. Mm. Wow. Mm. Or like a cowboy. Why don't you? I cowboys are sexy. Hang out at the fire that. station. There's you know what you do? Go into the fire station and say, "Did anybody see a pair of lavender panties I lost?" <laughs> And oh see, and God. you see what fireman said? No, but I'll help you look for them. Oh Lord! And he's and he's the one. And then I he's don't... the guy. Unless he's an ugly one, then you got to no, say. No, then it. you check out and you say, "Listen, how good are you with a hose?" So I, in you know, in case I'm on fire. I used to have a really bad self-esteem, and like I saw one of my ex-boyfriends at the bar, and like I just looked, and he's not the best-looking dude, and I just. Uh, you can tell, like, as you get more confident, like, the men that you decide or the women that you decide to go for. And I just shook my head. It's not because he's, like, ugly dude. It's just that he was a moron. And I'm just like, dear Lord. <laughs> he's a moron. <laughs> Thank God I found some sort of self-esteem. Because if I would have ended up with you for the rest of my life, I probably would have shot myself. 
Like yeah, he was that's just good. he was married and making inappropriate comments about us ba- from back in the day. I was like, "All right, you need to go. Like go away. Like I don't know why you're over here anyways. Your wife is on that side. Go over there." About. Your wife, your wife, his wife. Yeah, yeah, he was married. She gets hit on by all the married guys. I do. So I do. I get hit on by all the married men. I don't know why. Only married men want me. I have no idea. Or the ones that are emotionally unavailable. I have no idea well, why. Wait, wait. Tell maybe, us. Tell us what your idea of emotionally wait, maybe unavailable it's a, maybe is. Maybe it's a tattoo on your neck. I don't have a tattoo on my neck. Oh, I thought you did. That said, no. you know, try me. I'm easy. <laughs> Where do you have a tattoo, D? I have one oh. on my forearm, and I have one on my ankle. What do they say? Um, the one on my ankle is a half a heart, and then the other half is an infinity sign. And in the infinity sign, it says, "Till I see you again." With the day that my grandpa passed away, it's got like um, it's got like a heartbeat, and then where it flat lines, it has the date that he passed away, and then. Uh- that's nice. Me and my best friend of 10 years, who is also my sister-in-law, just got matching tattoos from uh, the Gilmore Girls. Mine says, where you lead, and hers says, I will follow. Oh! That's so nice. And then if you have a fight, you could cut them off, right? No. I love the Gilmore Girls. They're one of my, it's one of my favorite shows. Mm. So she's not going anywhere. We've been through a lot of stuff in the last, like, 10 years. But the emotionally unavailable dudes that I'm talking about or A, they're married, or as I like to regroup my ex-boyfriend who likes to come and go as he please and tells me what he want, what I want to hear, and then like three days later he just stops talking to me. Oh, uh, fuck that. Yeah. You know that Stan Zimmerman wrote The Gilmore Girls? Of course he did. So, oh, I one of our friends. My, one of our friends. One of my really good friends, Stan Zimmerman, who I'm crazy about. He's writ, wrote for the Golden Girls, the Gilmore Girls, and another one. And they do, he wrote the Brady Bunch movies. Okay, and, he, so and he wrote something else. Stan Zimmerman. Him. Yeah, I look him up on my. We had Facebook him on our page. show, but he's yeah he he's one of the writers for the Gilmore Girls, which awesome. I've never actually watched that show. But isn't that the show that the um, fat comedian lady was on? Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah, she was on that show. Yeah, That's she how she was. became famous, was uh-huh. that show. It's a really good show. I've watched it like five times. I'm not even going to lie. I, I love, love the that girl, show. the little girl who plays the little girl. Rory, yeah, she's good. I'm obsessed with that show. So. <laughs> I, I know. Now Stan Zimmerman has written a show called Silver Foxes. Yeah, I'm excited for th- that. Three, three gay guys in Palm Springs that couldn't get in a nursing home because they're gay, so they moved in together. So it's kind of reminiscent of the Golden Girls, That's of which really Stan good. wrote for. Should be a very funny, funny, funny series. I'm, yeah, I'm, I think it'll be funny too. I so like what's it. your what's your favorite TV show? Mine? Oh God. Um, I have okay. So I have a very wide variety of TV shows that I watch. Um, have you guys heard of the show, uh, The Cool Kids, about the retirement home? Oh well, that's a that's the knockoff on Stan Zimmerman's. The guy who's the star of that was supposed to be the star of Stan Stan Zimmerman's, and he jumped ship and went to that oh, show. Well, Is I, it good? I've never seen it. I like it. I I, I enjoy that. But Leslie I, Leslie uh, Jordan is the, the little the little older guy with the gray hair. Yeah. He's in that. I love that. I love Will and Grace. Um, I love uh, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, we the People. You name it, I, I watch it. Oh, I like We the People. That's and now I like this show. new show. Proven Innocent. Yeah, that's a good show too. Um, Nine One One is good. Um, I watch a little bit of everything on 
you know. But I did watch this show on Netflix. It was about MS. It's called Special. I did not like it. I did not like the fact that it like glor. It didn't even it glorified MS. Like it, it wasn't even real. Being a, a a disabled person myself, I just felt like that was just ridiculous how they portrayed that serious disease as some sort of comical thing that was irrelevant to anything. Like seriously, no, just, they shouldn't do that. It, it made, what about you? What about you, Scott? What do you watch? Game of Thrones, Blacklist, American Gods. Those are those are some of my favorite shows. Hey, I could never get through Game of Thrones because I was trying to what? watch. Listen, what? Listen, hold on. No, hold on. I was watch. I was dating this dude, and we were trying to watch Game of Thrones, and like five minutes into it, we're just like, so let's just go in the room. Like it just, I can't watch that show if I'm with somebody. We had we had um, on our show back in the day, Scott. We had James Faulkner, who was on season six. He played, I forgot who he played. Uh, do you remember who he played? He was like a big guy on. I didn't remember what I played. Hang on, hang on. I'm gonna look really quick and <laughs> see what. Like, he did. I think that's one of the greatest shows ever created. Unbelievable. I mean, just the landscape of it all. I've seen a couple the, episodes, uh, but yeah. I love awesome. The Office, too. I know it's no comparison, but The Office is probably one of my favorite shows. I don't care. I think... He played, uh, he played, he played Randall Tarley on Game, Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, right season on. Season six. We had him yeah, on yeah. the show. He was one of the best guests ever, because he was also in Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron and Underworld. Yes. And he, he's been in some really big things. He was like one of my favorite guests we've ever had. Uh, I used to Very watch cool. Sons of Anarchy is one of my favorites, too. Oh, I like Sons that. Sons of Anarchy was awesome. It was so yeah, good. <laughs> It was so I like Sons of Anarchy also. I like Sons of Anarchy. I thought that was a good show. What about you? You didn't watch any of those shows. I only watch one show, Ancient Aliens. That's Ancient not true. Aliens he watches the and the curse show. and the curse of Oak he Island. He watches Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Oak Island and Turner Classic Movies. Oh, I love and, Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. And also Mariska Haggerty. Oh, he likes Yeah, we like Law and Order SVU. Lord, yeah, Law and Order SVU. Oh, yeah, I get roped into watching that, too. And one of the greatest shows that didn't make it past two seasons was Good Behavior. Yeah, that was such a good show. That was such a good show, but it didn't make it. But now the girl, you know, because she was the star of Downton Abbey, and now the Downton Abbey movie's coming out in, in like, September or October or something. I do have to give Ron a shout-out because it was a while ago. And you guys were talking about Marilyn Monroe and... um, Gentlemen's prefer blondes, and I Jane went, and I yes with Jane Russell, and I went home and I watched it, and I was like, oh my goodness, I thought Breakfast at Tiffany's was good, and then I watched Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and then Had to Steal a Million, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm hooked. I love all these older movies, Casablanca. Ugh. So I have to give Ron a shout out for helping me find my new love for older movies. There you go. Good, because we had stories. We had good photography. We didn't have blood, guts, and sex. We yes. had love. Yes. And ma- and magic. Breakfast at Tiffany's is probably one of my most favorite films. Oh, yes. Because just looking at Audrey Hepburn's beauty is reward enough for watching the film as Jane Russell and Marilyn Monroe. What's the one where, like, the two guys dress up like girls? Some Like It Hot. You got to see Some Like yes. It Hot. Tony Curtis. I is have. a fantastic Lemon. one. And then you and also Marilyn have to see. Monroe. And you have to also 
see North by Northwest with Cary Grant. Those yes, are like my favorites. There, there are so many wonderful films that, that will never be again. Uh, the photography was, they held a shot and you could watch it. You can enjoy the furniture, the, the, the plants, the sky, whatever they're oh, We're filming. out of time, too. We got to go. Today they go boom, 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 we'll boom. Talk everybody, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. We want to thank Danielle and Scott. We had a great show. Scott Page was a great guest. Uh, we got a lot of great guests coming up in the upcoming weeks. We want to thank everybody in the chat room. B. Claudia is in the chat room. Thank you so much. And, and Eileen and Lady Lake Music and everybody who's in the chat room, thanks so much. We'll see you guys next week. And Scott and Danielle, thank you so much for all your great work. And we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Boop, boop. Jimmy.